0: On this episode of Industry Relations, Rob and I discuss the impact and possible consequences of the recent Zillow lawsuit. Let's go. This is Industry Relations, a podcast that's at the intersection of real estate and technology from an insider's perspective with Rob Hahn and Greg Robertson.
1: Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Industry Relations from this fabulous, brand new year of our Lord, 2024. This is your co-host, the notorious Rob, Rob Han. And as always, with me, my co-host, the fabulous Greg Robertson. Woo!
0: <laughs> Hello, Rob.
1: Hola. Happy New Year. Uh, Happy how New are you? Happy
0: year, ya? man. Good. You know, I'm uh, I've survived. A lot of yes. chocolate, a lot of treats, so I have to yes. get on a treadmill or something, but uh doing okay. Yeah. I
1: I I'm I'm really I, I went kind of crazy, actually. I had this thing. I need to lose some weight. You know, I know that's like the New Year's, you know, thing. Of course, thing. always. Everybody's. Um, but it's something I've been planning for a while. So I just kind of went crazy. Uh, just want to say, for the record, Sonny made this chocolate cake that was <laughs> fucking to die for. And it it just hurt me because I had like two slices before. And the New Year heads had to throw out the rest. It, it actually hurt me.
0: Oh, ouch. It hurt ouch. me. Ouch. God, you got more <laughs> willpower than we do. <laughs> I got 3 kids so it's like oh my god it's just full. It
1: would have been great to have, you know, kids here. that could be like, here, guys, eat all the sugar and uh ruin your your health in the future." <laughs> god knows I did. But so new year, uh new topics. You no, know, of course not. It's not new topics. It's the same old topics, <laughs> you know, we're in the real estate industry. <laughs> <of the street.
0: laughs> it's never boring for sure, it's right? It's never
1: boring. It's like variation of the same topic, but I figure um I, we got to talk about like the big news that dropped right before the end of the new year. But I know there are some kind of caveats and disclaimers got to make uh, right off the bat, because we are going to have to talk about the Zillow lawsuit against MLS Aligned. Uh, so I'm going to turn it over to you real quick.
0: No, yeah, no, it's it's a, a very interesting thing. I mean, uh, as most of you may know, there was a press release about that. I was hired as an executive advisor for MLS Aligned back in November. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, it's the holidays. So not a lot of transpired, but I have been getting my kind of uh, feet wet a little bit about this. Um, but anything I, I don't have anything from a, I'm sure MLS aligned to issue a legal statement in the next couple of weeks or something. And I don't have anything legally. I'm not like, a, like you say, I'm not your attorney. I'm not a, an antitrust expert or anything else. But, um, from my opinions and, and having, you know, gone through a little bit like this. I think very similar to things out there. I think I have a a unique perspective to bring mm-hmm. to these types of issues, and um, you know, I think uh, yeah, that's what I want to kind of keep it on. Is that and, I, I will say this from just from the start. There's no edict or anything else from MLS aligned that that you can only they only want you to use one showing solution. I don't care. You know, I don't think MLS Align cares if you have three, four, five, six, seven, eight solutions in your in your uh, MLS system. That's that's your decision to make, right? In fact, some of the MLS aligned uh, customer partners, some have just you know aligned showings, and some have you know aligned showings and something else like showing time. So it's not. There's nothing from an MLS aligned perspective that says. And I I can't imagine any vendor telling an MLS. You have to do it this way, or we're not going to do business with you. That would just be suicide, I think. But um, yeah, so just that, that's clear, the only one thing there.
1: Yeah. No, no, the, to, with that you got into some substance the stuff okay. we got to discuss. But to be clear, you are not the spokesperson for MLS aligned. We have noted your quote conflict if you, will, if that's what it is, because you know, fact of the matter is, we're not, we're not just blogging. Like we don't, this isn't our primary thing. The podcasting right. and whatever. We have other things going on. And I think we are we are trying to be honest and open and transparent with our audience, you know, when there's something going on that yeah. could influence sort of how they're viewed their opinion. But to be clear, you are not spokesperson for MLS Aligned. You've not been you know what I mean? Like these are just your opinions. I just want to make that yes. clear this is not reflective of MLS Aligned, of Armless, of Metro, of any of those people. So we're clear. Yeah. But having said that, you are like one of the experts in prop tech. And how prop tech relates to MLS. And that's really the essential thing here, right? I think um, so, yeah. So, I mean, I guess for the sake of completeness, we'll just start with the, the real basic facts, which is that Zillow has sued two MLSs who are part of MLS Align. They've sued Armless out of Phoenix and they've sued Metro out of Milwaukee, I believe they are. Wisconsin, I know that. Um, and, uh, you know, I've already kind of written about it. I think this is something that those two MLSs should settle immediately. I think they need to because yeah. I hope there so. are other lawsuits that are coming. And I'm like, I, you know, y'all don't have infinite legal budgets. Um, but so I don't think this is in the scale of things like this isn't going to end up being sitzer. You know, there's not going to be a two billion dollar no. judgment. <laughs> you know, what I mean, like it's not that. What's interesting about it, there are two things that are interesting. One is that Zillow brought a lawsuit, right, which they've never done. They've never done. And I think that's significant. And the second one is exactly kind of the substance of it, which is essentially what the lawsuit claims that the MLS controls the distribution of technology, right? That – and I think basically one of the things that was alleged in the lawsuit – and and I'll be perfectly clear about it. Even though I wrote about it, I think I mentioned two times in the article, we haven't seen the answer right, from Armless, right, from the right. defendants. So this is only half the story, right? But just going by the half the story, which is the only story we have right now, what Zillow alleged is that Armless and Metro removed the integration with the, I think they called it the the agent portal, the subscriber portal. Um, and they also removed the data that, you know, that showing time needs in order to function. Again, like, who knows uh, some of the details around that, but that's kind of where you're really, really familiar with how sort of that works. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: So let, let, let me- That's the fact. Okay. Your
1: background. Let's start with your take on it. What's, what's your take as just, right. again,
0: well, not yeah, a
1: spokesperson. Yeah. Just as a prop tech expert.
0: Yeah. So let's just dispel that myth, um, one that you've kind of written about. And that's, um, you know, just right from the top, People in those, members in those MLSs can use showing time anytime they want. Full stop. There's there's nothing precluding those people from using showing time at all, right? Now, how, you know, it was easier to use it before. There's more steps involved now, but there's no reason that they can't use showing time right now, right? So it's not, there's no ban on it, right? It's just... It's the way they want to in, in, integrate the system. Now, there's, let me, two, two things. I want yeah, to talk I
1: was going to say, yeah, all right. There's
0: two things. There's implementation, meaning I'm going to implement the software. I'm going to allow these you know, users um, in, my, in my MLS market. And then there's, um, there's integration, how tightly integrated I'm going to use that third-party system within my MLS system, right? Let me give you, like, uh, my experience. This is what I really want to talk about. Yeah, okay. Cloud CMA. Right. So cloud CMA with some MLSs had a button that said cloud CMA uh, integrated into now. This is integrated in the MLS system, right? And it was pretty slick because you would go on the MLS, you would, you choose the comps you want. You click the send to cloud CMA button. It would then open cloud CMA, but uh, cloud CMA product and those MLS numbers would be into the product. And then you can go and make your report pretty, pretty cool. But you know what? Some MLSs didn't want to implement, you know, integrate, I should say, Cloud CMA into their MLS system, right? So we had a number of ways that agents could use Cloud CMA. We had, they could copy and paste MLS numbers into Cloud CMA. We had a way where they, we would choose the comps for them, and then they could cull down to the ones they actually want. We even went as far as created a bookmarklet in your browser that would facilitate that. Because we knew not every, you know, It's not the vendors. I don't have a vendor to say, you need to do it this way. right? We're not going to force a vendor how they're going to integrate our software in their system. That's just not our role. Right? Okay. Um, So let's talk about also integration. Right? I like to say it takes five to tango, especially with like showing software. Right? You need the third-party vendor, in this case, cloud CMA or showing time. You need... The MLS vendor, right? They have to, they have a role You in mean this. like the core
1: logic, the FBS, yeah. the Black yeah. Knight. Okay. Right. Yeah. So
0: and then you need the other vendors in the space if you're going to offer more than one solution. They all have to kind of work together. Um, anybody that works with MLS vendors and other things, this is not an easy task to do, right? So it's not it's not the easiest thing in the world, right? So um it's not just like, let's turn it on and turn off a button. I mean, it just doesn't work that way, right? I mean, it takes months, maybe a year of planning to kind of do these types of things, right? So okay. there's that. But so number one, anybody can use showing time, right? Number two, it's the way, whether how you, how deeply you want to integrate it. That's has to do with so, the agreement you have with the MLS that with the third party system. Um, and, and every vendor should be flexible enough to have different ways of working with members in a system and not just rely on one way. Just because you had a monopoly before and didn't have any competitors, right, and we're kind of maybe not ready for this type of, um, of of thing, doesn't, you know, that that's not the MLS organization's fault.
1: Well, so here's, I'm going to read a paragraph, again, keeping in mind this is half the story, yeah. right, this is the complaint, and just kind of get your take on it. So this is <clears throat> from the complaint, uh, paragraph 55, the practical effect of a showing management platform not being integrated into the MLS member portal is that the platform is functionally unworkable for most agents. The manual processes involved in setting up a listing and showing time and scheduling appointments when the quote schedule is showing smartly cannot be selected render the transaction costs of during showing time. A service intended to simplify an agent's workflow too high particularly when a different showing management platform is integrated with the MLS member portal. Now, so this is something that you have direct yeah, experience I mean, with with cloud CMA, right? Of course like, it was. What's course, wrong with what Zillow is claiming here?
0: I, I just don't know if they've ever tried any other way. Right. So, or if they've experiment on other ways, again, we had four different ways, four different ways of, of, of working cloud CMA within MLS. Right. Was it better when it was integrated? Of course it was. Yeah. I would prefer every MLS in the, in the country. I'm not going to sue them to do that, though. I mean, they have their own reasons of, of why they want to integrate or why they can integrate. Maybe it's cost. Maybe, I don't know what, it, what they are. It's just like I, as a vendor, had to be ready to work in any way possible I could with this MLS that I was trying to do business with.
1: So, so was there like when you were doing cloud CMA and you weren't integrated, was there another CMA that was? Yeah. And did you see any impact on your usage rates? You know,
0: well, our main competitor. I mean, our main competitor was always the 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 CMA within the MLS system, which was you know, I mean, of course it's it's fully integrated, right? Yeah, I mean, come on. (laughs) Well, no, but but Rob, in a case right now where we're talking about platform of choice, system of choice, you know, there's, I mean, you know, those those things are becoming, um. And this thing is they're saying it's all about choice. Well, yeah, you know, how, how it's done is, I mean, it, it is factored in that way for sure.
1: Okay. So basically your position then is, so what's the implication of that, right? Your position appears to be that the MLS can do whatever it wants, integrate whoever, not integrate whoever, and whatever the comp- whatever the consequence of competition or competitive balance
0: well, gives a shit? Okay. Let, that's a great question. So let's look at that. Let's look at it that way. So um, there's two things. Like I said, MLS Align is a vendor. They don't give a shit. Five, six, seven, go, go. But every MLS has different policies and, and things. One, one, one thing I highlight is that you know, a lot of MLSs have a policy where a participant cannot provide solutions to the MLS organization. Mm -hmm. on a, on a MLS wide basis. Right. And, and that makes perfect sense to me. I mean, let's say John L. Scott came up with some new reverse processing solution. They want to, and the MLS says, that's great. Let's put it, let's provide that on our MLS to everybody. Well, Windenbeer would be pretty pissed off about that, right? Having another broker in the MLS, providing the technology for the MLS and then them kind of getting credit. And then for those that say, well, they're not charging for it. Hey, when you're not charging for something, you're the product, right? They could get the cachet of that or whatever, whatever you want to talk about, right? So I think, you know, some MLS, some MLS executives and some MLS board of directors had said, well, we have this policy, or they might think that maybe this isn't uh, maybe, maybe right now this is an easy way, but 10 years from now, we know the consequences of what's going to happen. So we're going to enforce that this this policy, or we're going to enforce this thing. Now that's per, that's their job. The MLS executives and MLS boards are put there to make those tough decisions. Some MLS executives and some MLS boards don't want to make that decision, uh, tough decision. Just let you know, just let showing time do its things like it's always done. But some have not. It's not the vendor's choice. The vendor can't force them. I, I don't think. I mean, it just seems ludicrous to say, "No, you have to do it our way." Right? Any business or any MLS organization, whether Uh, Can make those decisions based on trust, based on product quality, based on relationships, based on whether you have a shirt on or shoes on. The the problem is that that you
1: can't actually. right. The issue is that you actually can't. And it's not the vendor forcing you one way or the other. The issue is that the law forces you. To do one word well,
0: other, well, right? I mean, again, I'm not. A, I mean, you're not a legal scholar. I'm not a legal scholar. We'll we'll find I, that right. out. But from a basic I play one level, on TV,
1: Greg. You know, yeah. but, <laughs> I mean,
0: from from I, I no, walk so, into any diner or any restaurant, and it says no shoes, no shirt, sure. no, no sho- shirt, no service. Right. So sure. I think it's a very American thing to say. I'm going to choose who I can do business with. Yeah, but right? that's
1: that's different, right? Again, the uh, whole point is that this inhibits competition, right? And that's the whole point. We're not talking about serving consumers here. You know, no. Shirt, again, no everybody, so, any,
0: anybody, uh, anybody, in that MLS can still use Showing Time. Full stop.
1: Yeah, if you jump through seventeen hoops.
0: Well, I mean, again, yeah. uh, that's what every vendor has to deal with. There's either an integration right. or not. You still and, have to. And, out and my point
1: way. is, what? Greg, isn't that essentially the core issue? In other words, I'm, I'm not disagreeing. Like this is the way things work today. And you're right, like to whatever extent MLS boards can make whatever policy, you know, some MLS are going to have some rule. Again, like leave NAR out of it for the time being, because we know that NAR sets a lot of those mandatory policies, right? One group of MLS is like, hey, we're not going to allow participants to provide services, you know, through the MLS, right? Um, others are going to be like, we don't, you know, we don't care. The issue is the MLS is a monopoly, right? Like here are the things that I feel like you can't deny the MLS is a monopoly. It controls the flow of data and it controls the distribution of technology because being integrated into the MLS makes a huge difference than being not integrated, right? Which you've seen yourself, right? Now, is that an insurmountable odd? No, I don't, I don't think that's like the fact that cloud CMA was usable when there's no integration, right? Like there is some level to that. Well, that's number one, but number two, well, let's do it one thing at a time. But fact is not being integrated. Does make it harder for Cloud CMA to compete against some CMA platform that is integrated, right and you know though effectively you got successful because Cloud CMA was so much better, like so much superior than the built in that you know people are willing to jump through hoops in order to use your system i mean is is that a fair characterization
0: Well, I mean it was a good product right I mean absolutely. I know so yeah.
1: So, if there so, was a product that's roughly equivalent, but that was integrated, like, doesn't that make it harder to compete?
0: Again, I, I, I there's no one telling MLS line. MLS line doesn't doesn't want doesn't care whether. I mean, it's from an MLS to MLS issue, right? I mean, if an MLS has a policy that says that participants can't provide technology or something, that's perfectly, I think, okay for an MLS to make that decision. I mean, I mean, it's, it sets a bad precedent to me because. What's stopping Zillow from going, you know what, uh, we're, they're going to bully MLSs into integrating dot loop. They're going to bully mm-hmm. MLSs into integrating follow-up boss. Right. Stopping CoStar to do the same thing and say, no, you must implement every homes.com app we have. Well, I mean, it's just – I mean, what, what, where does it uh, – it's,
1: it's, it's actually a much simpler rule, which is if you're going to integrate one, you have to integrate all.
0: Yeah, can you imagine can you imagine an MLS system that is hardly right now usable to like Oh no I don't like Like, like I said, it'll look like it'll look like Microsoft Word with every option on the you know they that meme that has like that the bar is this much and actually the word where you type is only that much. I mean it's really
1: like like I said, I mean I'm not you know, the fact that the systems as they exist today can't accommodate anything like this. Like yeah, I mean, I don't- Nobody, I can't think... could,
0: no, nobody could accommodate anything like no, that. No, not today. As, as far not, as like any uh, third-party solution, how many so- not are Not the architecture
1: today. Yeah. But I mean, what I'm getting at is, um, I mean, this is actually a little bit similar to uh, Microsoft, right, when they got sued by the Department of Justice because they made Internet Explorer the default browser, right? And it basically bankrupted Netscape. That was a big DOJ lawsuit, right? And it's, it's a little bit like that. It's like, hey, even, and, and in that case, people could use Netscape. And even yeah. then, Microsoft
0: got sued. Yeah, right? I mean, again, this is there's two parties here. There's the vendor, and then, then each M- MLS has the ability to make a decision, not not one vendor like Microsoft. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. No, I, I know sense. What,
1: what I'm saying is what this lawsuit then will set the precedent is that each MLS does not have that ability. You cannot discriminate between vendors. You have to treat them all the same.
0: That that's, I mean, I think,
1: I think that's what's,
0: what's going to come out of this. A, a pra- practical standpoint. That's, that's a little bit nuts. I mean, any Why? vendor can force themselves onto a, a system is yeah. Wow. Why?
1: Why why is it so hard to offer integration let to all? Let
0: me ask let, let me ask a question. Who pays for all this? The the subscriber. Right. In so, other words, so few ten I mean, years because ago. Because every I mean let's just go to core logic or black knight. You have to integrate all these systems. Well, they're not gonna do it for free. Yeah. Right? You know. So I, I've gotta like integrate a vendor that has two two clients in my <laughs> my neighborhood, which is you know uh, whatever.
1: Yeah. So look, I've, again, that there's tech, I'm not saying technologically, this is ready to happen right now. Right. But I will tell you a story from my past, which is 10 years ago, uh, when I was like acting as the interim CMO at, at, uh, bright, you know, at back then called MRIS, One of the big projects we were pursuing was the app store. Do you remember when this was like the yeah. big thing in the MLS yeah. space? And the idea was that the MLS itself would offer quote, an app store. And then all these tech platforms, all these vendors would be there. And then the subscriber could go in and just click a button and then have that app now show up. It would like auto integrate. Right. I don't remember what happened to it. it didn't really go anywhere. I don't, I'm not aware of any. I mean, I've seen some of those uh, dashboards today where it's like, there's a, there's like a dashboard and you can pick a whole bunch of different apps. I don't, I don't. But I just know that energy is not there anymore, like no one's really talking about you know what the m l s needs is an app store, but I remember that right yeah
0: there was like a big, i mean uh there was f b s had like a the spark store, I think there was a lot right of, right I think you know all that i mean this that would separate, work that's a separate subject because um I don't know if it's separate or or whatever, but it's related uh, right because that it, would it, work it's it, discovery discovery was more of the thing there of like how do you like I mean, I think MLSs have a problem right now with discovery. Like, there's so many solutions out there. How do people know about it? And then they have restrictions on letting their the vendors actually communicate directly with <laughs> mm-hmm. with their members, right? Which adds another problem to
1: it. That's and, a whole different issue. Yeah. But like, but I'm just saying, like, if there was an app store type approach, that would actually answer this issue. Which is the MLS says, you know what? We're not we have we're not integrating anybody and not integrating other people. We're just going to create this app store hey, subscriber, you want to use showing time, click the showing
0: time Yeah, I I think, you know, maybe maybe there is a a magical API that could be created, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, you know, again, like I said, it takes five to tango, right? So getting that magical API created, and like, think about this. If you're Zillow, would you want to participate in that magical API? I
1: don't know what you mean.
0: I mean... They have the, they 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 have the market now. Why would they want to make it easier for other other solutions to come in, right? Or you know any other vendor, right? I mm-hmm. mean, um, but, but if there but was, a, the, I mean, right. if the industry goes towards a magical API, uh, maybe all this stuff goes away, right? But I mean, to that's... to force, I think it's it's different from like letting a user select what they want versus. You know, you have to put your my button in your system. I think those are oh, I, yeah. two two different things. Yeah. Yeah,
1: no, I completely agree with that. In other words, I think the argu- if the argument here is that and and this is reality, the the reality picture, right? Is for the longest time, man, showing time was the only game in town. Right. There was showing time and their centralized showing services for the longest time. It was those two. Yeah, I mean,
0: and let's let's right? give credit. I mean, Scott and Mike built an amazing company. And like Michael Lane is the most stand up guy. Yeah that you have out there, but, but, but again, this isn't showing time. This is showing time plus, right? This is, I I dealt with this, with cloud CMA selling to lone wolf, right? This is not the same thing. This is a, this is a part of a larger market strategy that many MLSs might not feel comfortable with. Sure. I mean, then
1: they're free to think, whatever. I'm just pointing out that for the longest time, it was two, it was a two horse race. It was CSS and it was showing time. Showing Time won that race more or less, right? Well, they bought them. And what? They bought them. But that's even before they were bought, is my point. Like Zillow bought them because Showing Time more or less won that race, right? Well, show, I so, think
0: they bought them because they couldn't get into markets where CSS was. Who couldn't? Showing Time, not have, without any successful adoption.
1: Um, I, I just remember Showing Time crushing competition for a long time because Mike Lane, to your point, is a stand up guy, right? And because they were independent. You know, a lot of MLS is just integrated them, right? Because showing service is one of those things where network effect actually really helps. It actually helps for everyone to be on the same platform, right? It's a little bit like, uh, you know, it's sort of a little reminiscent of is, uh, do you remember in the early, early days of mobile phones, there were two different, um, Technologies for cell phones. I don't. This might be going way back to like CDMA and Yeah, yeah, TDMa. Yeah. Remember that. Yeah, yeah. And the because of that technology, like different networks, you couldn't. They didn't talk to each other. Like if you're on the, I think like if you're on the Verizon network, you you actually couldn't call somebody on the AT and T network in the early early days because yeah, of the yeah, I, don't, I don't
0: think I had a cell phone right. back then enough. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of remember that.
1: So my point is. It makes Like it's much more beneficial to everybody if you get on the same platform, so that it doesn't matter which carrier you're with you. You could call your buddy on, you know, whatever, right? T-Mobile, uh, and they could call you, right? So, like showings, MLSs, a lot of these things are kind of like that, where there's really no benefit to having multiples unless they're all in the same standard, same backend. That was not the case with Showing Time and CSS. So my point being, for the longest time, it was just kind of a hey, you know what? We're gonna go with Showing Time. We're gonna go with CSS, and then we're going to integrate that to make it easier for everybody, right?
0: No, I, and, the integration I think didn't happen. I think they bought CSS, right? So it was basically the same company.
1: What do you mean? Oh, it's Showing Time bought CSS. Yeah, yeah, eventually. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's like at the integration at the MLS level. Right. To make it easier is where you could just say, like, click this button, schedule showing. Right.
0: Well, they, I mean, CSS that's the had claim a
1: here. That's a member well, portal. Well, right.
0: Well, yeah. The MLS system member portal. The MLS system. Yeah. Integrated. Yeah, I right? mean, CSS had a button probably and showing time had a button in their respective markets. Right. Right. Exactly. So well, I'm, just, not, I'm not sure what you're saying. So you think that the ability for an MLS to make the decision because of all the positive um, reasons of network effects should be taken then, away?
1: No, no, no. What I'm saying is, this just I'm just setting out the historical background for why we got to this point. Right. Again, this wasn't some evil, like you know, armless or you know, or some MLS trying to. It was just like natural growth of like these types of technologies, right? Because they never. Here's the thing: like the MLSs didn't really ever do that for things like IDX websites. Right. IDX websites just like go get an IDX vendor, request Mm -hmm. a feed. We'll send them a feed. Have at it. Right. Now, some MLSs did try to do like these preferred deals was like, here's our preferred IDX vendor. And if you, you know, they would get a rev share back. They they did do a bunch of that stuff. But it was never the case where it's like this IDX vendor is significantly easier to use or integrate or whatever than some other IDX vendor, right? With something like showings, there was this network, network effect thing meant that the MLS just wanted to pick one. Right. It's, you know what? It's a lot like lockboxes today, actually. Yeah.
0: So, so, okay. um, but again, I mean, I get, I understand that. But okay.
1: so here we are. So, so the, so the issue here is that for the longest time, showing time was the monopoly. Right. Right. <laughs> Naturally, like just, it was a natural monopoly within each MLS system. So, therefore, MLS has integrated them. Okay. They get bought by Zillow, it makes the industry freak out. All of a sudden, you know, all these people come up with all these different things. Some of it because the MLS have some policy. We can't, we can't use technology via participants. is a participant. We need to go buy agent inbox and then, you know, resurrect it and create our own. Okay. So far, so good. Right. The issue then becomes showing time loses monopoly position. Right. And now finds itself on the other end of that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and they're like, we're not having that. So to some extent, the claims of hypocrisy, I think, are well earned. Right. Like you used to be the monopoly, you're no longer the monopoly. And now you're bitching about it because somebody else has the monopoly. However, that's all true. Okay, let's let's just take that as a given. However, what it does then bring to the fore is because this lawsuit, how it gets settled, how what whatever they agree to. It ends up being, okay, that old system, that entire old structure, old system has to get busted. All right. What Zillow is going to have to then bring forth is the idea of go back to an app store, go back to something else where the MLS is no longer going to pick winners and losers. The MLS has to treat everyone equally, which means no more exclusive deals, no more integrated apps. You know, like if you're going to integrate one app, you have to allow all apps to be integrated. And the technology for that does not exist today. <laughs> I'm agreeing with you. Like, maybe FPS is time for them to resurrect Spark you know, apps or whatever. Like Maybe like, that's what this brings forth. But that's what we're talking about, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, Where it the- goes down to more of a standards thing because there, I don't think there's a, a standard for f- swapping back, showing information. So some of these magical APIs would have to be bespoke. Right and like no vendor, whether you're showing time, FPS, Insta showings, or whoever, Mm -hmm. wants to would would probably have to do a significant amount of work Mm -hmm. to make it. You know, um, make it. You know, make it work with these with a magical API. If anybody, and 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 I think some vendors would probably have more motivation to do it than others. Right. Mm -hmm. So we don't even know. And I don't know if that is that a year is that two years is it um, who knows is it six months I don't know
1: who knows but it does mean though I think is that it does mean that the MLS no longer can play that role.
0: Well, we'll see, right? I mean, I I I don't know if it's such a bad thing as you described in some cases where you know what network effects matter and that's going to trump our decision here and yeah, no, we don't want to choose a winner and loser, but unless we have a network effect in, in one product here, it's never, I mean, you could, you know, without a without a magical API, you're never going to have like, you can't select multiple houses to go on a route mm-hmm. if they're all on different platforms, right? So right. I, I don't know if it's if it's ever going to get to a point where you want to take away the ability for an MLS to make a, a decision based upon, you know, something like network effects where, you know, it, I'm sorry, but in this case, we need to choose one, and we've done a lot of research, and this is the best one we want to choose. Uh, that, and, that goes I, away? I don't know. I mean – I don't know seats. if
1: that goes away, Greg, because here's the thing. What the antitrust laws prohibit is a conspiracy to blah, 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 right? And so one of the things I wrote was I'm shocked that Armless and Metro made this decision and that their lawyers did not go to them and say, hey, guys, we, we can't do this because we're part of MLS Aligned. Right, or if we are going to do this, we have to be super duper careful because we are in a network, right? Because that's what MLS aligned is—a group of six well, MLS. It's a company, yeah. I mean, you don't right? have
0: to prove anything. I mean, they're they're a company. They're owners of Correct. a company together.
1: Correct. Right? And then to implement that app as the default in our system, we're gonna have to like jump through all sorts of hoops and justify it yeah. so that we don't Again, get sued. I don't. Again, I'm just surprised uh, by it.
0: There's, right? there, yeah. There's other MLS aligned partners that have both solutions. So I mean, it's not, Correct. it's not like every MLS aligned customers. It's just again, it's an MLS to MLS decision, right?
1: Sure. What I'm getting at, though, Greg, is if if the industry has learned nothing else, is that when you do group action, you need to be super careful. Yeah.
0: Well, like I said, if, again,
1: if, if it was just a single MLS in Kentucky somewhere who said, hey, you know what, we need to pick between showing time and this uh, Insta-showing, right? And because of network effect, we got to pick one, right? And they go through this whole thing and they sort of publicize that decision and say, we are going to pick Insta-showing because of X, Y, Z reason. I don't think that that's a antitrust violation, right? There's, it's hard to prove conspiracy, right? It's hard to, like, there's a bunch of things that are missing. I'm just getting that. If you are part of a group like MLS Aligned or MLS Grid or... Uh, I don't know, like a bunch of these things that have popped up in recent years, right? These groups of MLSs coming together. And I'm not saying for some evil, nefarious reason, like a lot of it is let's share costs for technology development, right? We don't all have zillow budget. So, you know, let's let's try and create something that could be of value. Like I I get it. I'm just getting that when you are part of those types of groups and those types of networks you got to like really be careful about what you then do. And again,
0: they, again, they might've been uh, ultra super careful. We don't know the response yet. We don't know. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But to get sued by Zillow, like, and again, there's, we do know a little bit because Errol did, you know, sort of that open letter. And in the complaint, they talks about like, we went to these guys said, well, what if we did this? What if we did that? So there were conversations happening. Right. And to me, the fact that at no point that there wasn't—I don't know—maybe the answer will make this clear. It's like, no, we did go through all that, right? And our counsel told us these things, and we can do this. Okay, then that—that that will yeah, be. I mean, that, mean,
0: right? it could also—it also could be true. You know, um, you could phrase that another way. Well, we went to them, and they wouldn't do what we wanted them to do. And you know, so yeah, that's, anybody just done, done any, you know, any <laughs> just because they didn't want to do it the way you did it, wanted it done, doesn't mean that. Uh, Either either side is right or wrong, right? It's just uh, I, you have a yeah. disagreement, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just a, a business civil disagreement. My point is the fact that like Zillow didn't sue for breach of contract, right? They sued for antitrust. And the key thing there is that you are part of a group, right? And you are implementing things and disadvantaging a competitor. That's, a, that's, that's the, the wrinkle, right? So I, like I said, I don't, I don't think this goes to trial. Right. I think they just settle. Right. I, you know, so the question then is, okay, what does that settlement look like? I doubt it looks like, Hey, we're going to make showing time the, the monopoly. Right. Like armless has implement MLS aligned. That's their default exclusive showing platform in armless today. Okay. The settlement would probably say something like you're going to give some sort of option to each agent to select which showing platform. Do you know what I mean? And then there's probably going to be some conversation. Okay, cool. We can do that guys, but then you're going to, need to share back your data so that someone using aligned showings can book a showing on one of the homes that you are managing. Does that makes sense. Like we do have to go to more of that. That's cool. Then the MLS has to enforce this common standard or data sharing arrangement or something. Right. Like,
0: yeah, I think, I think you're over, overlooking, um, the, you know, there's two things. There's the tech-wise, tech right? But, you know, would, would, again, would would Windermere be okay with John L. Scott having all this data? Right? There's data oh, no. implications. There's, there's other things about this kind of participant vendor thing. And it seems like, you know, uh, Zillow and others want to, like, use the participant to get when it's when it's in their benefit, but when it's not in their benefit, it's like, well, no, whoa, we're not really a, a a participant. Right. But Oh, give us the data. Cause we're a participant. Right. So it's, and that's, I think the industry's fault because yeah. we don't have any other way of, of these types of entities doing it. So, yeah. um, but, yeah. but, but, but there's that, there's not just a technical thing to this. There are some, mm-hmm. I think some real discussion about, sure. about this participant versus vendors thing that, sure. that, um, you know, that, that you might be overlooking a little bit in your, your analysis.
1: I, I, yeah. No, I I don't disagree with that. I mean, do I think that some parts of the industry are particularly retarded when it comes to that sort of thing? I do like, okay, if I'm John L. Scott and Windermere develop some amazing tool, right. That's going to make my agents more productive and make me more money. I'm not going to use it because it's going to give, you know, Windermere data. Like get the, like, come on, <laughs> like come on, dude. Like, you're not a data company, you know. You're not. Even Google and Apple collaborate. Is my point, right? It's, it's it's so. There's a little bit of short-sighted, like tribal shit, and I understand because our industry is filled with big personalities, and sometimes people just kind of don't like each other. And go, I'll be damned if I'm going to give that guy. Anything. Like, okay, fine, you know, like do, do whatever you want, right? It's your company.
0: Yeah, I, I just I think that's a little naive. I mean, especially with the upcoming like. It's going to be easier and easier for non data companies, non technical companies to take a corpus of data and really, really do something with it. Right. So, um, you know,
1: we're we're talking as if Google doesn't already have all that data anyway. Or, you know, like, so it's like, yes, I I understand. Look, I, I understand the importance of all that. But what this gets to, I think, so there, like I said, there are two things. One was the idea that, The MLS is like the gatekeeper of the technology efficiency or relationship. I think that is now history after this, and that is in effect the way that the industry has worked for at least as long as I've been in it, right? Because think about like as a vendor, the provisioning conversation, which you and I have had, right? Like Reso does a great job with sort of the data standards, but the one thing that Reso doesn't do is provisioning. Right, so the fact that in some cases, cloud CMA, you could be going 90 days just to get the, the blessing of the mls and yeah, the
0: permissioning. Yeah, permissioning.
1: Right? Yeah. I mean, all of that is going to have to get worked out, I think, as a result of this lawsuit and the settlement. Right? Again, the technologies to support something like that does not exist today. <laughs> Let's just be plain about that. Right. Like we don't have an app store. We don't have the standard. We don't have auto provisioning, auto permission. We don't have any of those things. So it's something we're going to have to work through. Thankfully, if the two guys settle, if Zillow and the MLS is settle, <clears throat> then they could work it out. Right. They could work it out. So we'll see. The second big thing that I do think is worth us talking about because we have, you know, good, let's say 15 minutes left is. I thought it was significant that Zillow brought a lawsuit. Did you see anything in that? Because Zillow has never done this.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I was always wondering what the hell they were having Errol doing. I guess he's he's just turned out to be the corporate blogger when there's bad news, right? It's like, <laughs> hey, we told you we weren't going to be a broker. Now we are. Here's Errol. Uh, <laughs> hey, we're suing you. Here's Errol. Take it away, Errol, right? Um, yeah, I mean... It is kind of odd, just who knew? I mean, they, they such downplayed the showing time acquisition when it first was announced. Like, oh, don't worry. We're not going to use any data. The data is going to be in a silo and, and all this kind of stuff. Like it wasn't that big of a deal. And everybody's wondering what the hell are they going to do with this to, to now it becomes a central. I mean, enough where they're going to sue their own customers. I mean, well,
1: I mean, the I, MLS is not their customer, right?
0: Oh, they aren't. Okay. So what are they?
1: I mean, they're the conduit.
0: Right. But my point is this. But their is MLSs and, no. were cutting checks to showing time, what do you mean they're not their customer? Were they? Okay. Yes, yeah. of course.
1: Well, if they're not cutting checks anymore, they're not customers.
0: Again, you know, you former still have, customers. You ha- they are a customer. I former mean, customers.
1: No, yeah. no. You can have <laughs> a
0: customer that may not be, uh, you know, that you don't currently have a financial thing with. I mean, customers, clients, or whatever. I mean, I'm sure you have clients that aren't paying you right now.
1: Not, no, if they're not paying me, they're not a client. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I take yeah. sort of the lawyer's yeah. approach to it. <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> no, but like, like I said, again, okay, you and I have been I mean, around this space for- No, it, again, it, it just
0: shows to me like how, I guess this is super duper important, right? And and were they not thinking that at one point they're going to have, you know, because if it, if it goes the way that you're saying that at some point in time- Anybody can choose what showing service they have. Well, that's not—that doesn't sound good for Zillow either, right? I mean, it doesn't sound like the Zillow ever had a, a thought in their mind that there'd be anything else but showing, but showing time, oh, right?
1: No. Um, I I don't think Zillow would be concerned about that because I think those guys. Why are they
0: suing anybody then?
1: Because they want access and they want integration. No, they, they don't again, want to you can
0: out. use showing time in those places now today.
1: It's, again, if you put enough barriers in the way, then that's.
0: Not you know, that's, that's not, you fa- know that's that not fair competition. That's that's right? show business. I had to deal with it. I understand for ten, you know, for 10 years.
1: I, that. I know you you made it through the competitive barriers, right? But it is against the law to put competitive barriers in the way. Yeah, I, I, yeah. The fact that you never sued them because that wasn't your style doesn't mean that you couldn't have. So what I'm getting at, the sec- the second part to me that's interesting is you and I both know that Zillow has lived through some serious abuse over the years. Like they've been the industry's punching back for years and years and years. And oh, they yeah, have never, sure. they have never fought back. They have never done anything like this.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, you know, I, I hope that, this doesn't put me in some sort of like, you know, the Zeta, the, the Zillow Zeta raid, right. A bit. I mean, I think it's been the, the, the goddamn agents and the industry should have, you know, I think we've talked about should get over this a long time ago. Um, They're just, they're just here Um, now suing their, again, suing their customers. That's, that's a big thing to kind of cross right. over and it right. shows um how important this is to them. Right. um Which is again, kind of baffling to me, but yeah.
1: I mean, it's showing time and showing time plus is like central pillar of the Rich Barton strategy for how Zillow is going to grow. So I understand why it's so important to them. I'm just saying there were pre- – in previous years, in previous conflicts, there were similar things that were just as important to Zillow and they never went this far. They've always been
0: the, – But like what? They've but, always but been like, referred to Like what? To Brian, like, what? Right? like what? Like what? Oh, God.
1: Try to think back in the day. Um,
0: I mean, like they,
1: they all the times gotten- that they, all the times that MLSs have threatened to cut off feeds, right? All the times that you know that brokers are like, there's one. Uh, what was a claw. Uh, Any Ives for a while was sending them a feed with like a delay, right? There have been a lot of those types of attempts over the years, right? Uh, right after, um, uh, right after Realtor.com bought uh, ListHub. Is when Zillow went and started their own industry relations team because they're like, we need direct feeds from MLSs. You know, like,
0: well, I think List Hub had announced they were going to, the price was going away, the agreement was going to be restructured. So they, but bigger than that,
1: back then, realtor.com was like the biggest rival that Zillow had. And they're like, our biggest rival owns our pathway to listing data. (laughs) Like, they're like, we can't have this. So there were a lot of those important things. And they but I don't know. Really
0: where would the lawsuits, who would you sue in those circumstances?
1: I don't know. I mean, but they never went down that road is my point, right? They've always been sweethearts, right? If, and I think the way I look at it is they've always kissed the ass. They've always been like, even though the MLS would constantly like beat on Zillow, Zillow would be like, we love the MLS. We want to partner with you. You know, Come to our MLS summit. Let us wine and well, die. The MLS, always I mean, that Zillow
0: needs. Yeah, I mean, Zillow needs the MLSs to work the way they do. Of course. I mean, course. to make everything work. I mean, they've always been, I think, a aligned, especially with yeah. all this other stuff, the commission lawsuits and everything. With, yeah. with,
1: agreed. With, yeah, yeah. That's my point. Right. So, to me, I thought it was significant that Zillow went aggressive.
0: Yeah, I think every, I mean, a lot of people think it's kind of right. aggressive now, for sure.
1: The question is: Okay, does this spread? To other large companies with big budgets? Because let's face it, right? Like Armless are top ten MLS, right? I think they're top ten MLS. They're they're big. You know, they're big yep. major MLS in the MLS space. But man, y'all ain't got the legal budget that Zillow's got. You don't, you just don't. You don't have the legal budget that some of the bigger companies in our space have, whether that's CoStar or Redfin or you know even probably Lone Wolf. You know. Do you know what I'm saying like there's some big companies in our space that if they decided to get aggressive and MLS can't compete with that?
0: Yeah, I mean it would be unfortunate that, um, you know, there'd be. I mean, to me, this is a bit. I mean, this would be the birth of a lot of, of just bullies, right? Because of, of yeah. what they have. I mean, they're just going to bully yeah. the way they want to do that I, again. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, what you're saying is that. You know, just because they have the money, they can do whatever they want. I mean, that's uh that's a tough that's that's tough. That's a tough pill to swallow.
1: And you know what, that's the way that business has worked in corporate America for like, I don't know, fifty years. And it just hasn't in our space during that entire time. Right? And a big part of it is because of kind of the MLSs of NAR of companies like Zillow deciding we're gonna play nice with these guys instead of you know, bullying them. And I'm saying here we are in 2024. For me, something's changed, right? In other words, here's what I'm wondering. Say back in 2019, and this this happens, the Zillow sue.
0: Well, again, their strategy, I don't think they bought showing time at that point, or they just did, right? So they, 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 there wasn't I, a fully say, strategy around
1: This, this right? all happened. Yeah, let's say that like it's the exact same thing. It's just we're shifting the time back to, say, 2018, 2019. I don't think they do. I think there's something going on. and
0: Well, I think Zilla there's something decided- going on is that – I think there's something going on is showing time is so central to their their strategy that they felt they had to, right? So I think that's what's going on. I don't think it's because 2018 was – OK, a, a different time. Right. And on a calendar, I mean, it's just apparently there's something so central to to showing time. Or showing time plus um, that they felt they in order to keep that strategy intact, um, they had to do this. I mean, because you're right. It's like a last resort thing. Right. To me. I mean, you don't sue mm-hmm. your customers. And it, as far as I know, I think Metro list is or Metro MLS is still paying them.
1: Um, <laughs> that's going to stop.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, if, if they were offering it for free to our MLS, do other MLSs continue to pay?
1: Oh, I assume every MLS would be calling them up and like, hey, so we saw in the complaint that you offered uh, the basic whatever thing for free. Um, we're going to renegotiate. <laughs> like, I assume that conversation is happening, right? <laughs> You know, if not, like, you know, the, you call call your Zillow rep, I guess is what I would call it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I don't know. Look, it, it may be exactly to your point, like that even back in 2016, 17, 18, Zillow would have brought a lawsuit if what was being done was so central to them. I'm taking a slightly different approach. I think something has changed, and I think the thing that's changed is Sitzer. Right? I think.
0: So they think after they saw the, they saw an opening to hey if I if I put the label antitrust on it it's going to have a more likely thing to prevail.
1: Not not only that, but I think the issue is NAR is is dead man walking, right? Because before, if you sued an armless, if you had sued an MLS, you have to then maybe contend with NAR legal NAR legal defense, right? And NAR kind of rallying all the other MLSs and fucking you over. Conversely, it meant that... Because in previous uh, I don't know. If they, I mean, this type. to me
0: is more of a contract agreement issue between a vendor it's, and it's a not. MLS. I mean, it's I don't not It's this is... It's, it's a, really a not because... conspiracy to provide commissions or something. Right? No, no, it's, when, it's really uh, NAR, not. Did, I don't think NAR has ever assisted an MLS in a contract agreement.
1: But it's not a contract agreement. It's an antitrust violation. It's an antitrust... Well, suit, that's right? so what like,
0: Zillow wants to paint it as, but I mean... You know, some judge could look at this and throw it out saying this is an antitrust. And,
1: oh, no, and there's it. there's there's no chance that a judge throws this out.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, th- I saw on Twitter, you know, somebody was arguing with you about that. But cool. they says no. Somebody said that this is going to be they, they see this kind of stuff all the time. And this is going to be the judge. the yeah, court is going to throw this yeah, out.
1: Sorry. Sorry. Read the complaint. You know, read Re- Sherman Antitrust Act law. I mean, it's it's pretty bad. So my point, though, is whatever happens. So, for example, Kansas City. Few years ago, got sued for antitrust, you know, for linking realtor membership to MLS membership, right? And NAR legal stepped in, right? And what, there's what, a flip side. What does side this have to, this. to
0: do with NAR though? What does this? Thing no, have so to the do with flip NAR? side of
1: it is, I think there was a time when NAR was much more powerful in influencing MLS decisions, right? So that Zillow could have gone to NAR. Because they did that a few times, right, and had policy passed at the NAR level, and then had the local MLSs change a variety of things, right, things like you know uh, delays on uh, listing data being sent, things of that nature, right. So, I think what this, to me, what I'm suggesting is this is happening partly because the importance of showing time to Zillow's overall corporate strategy. The other part being, we're in a bit of a wild west situation. Because NAR is so weakened right? because of Sitzer lawsuit, because of all the things that are happening, right? Because of Bright MLS, which we talked about in the last episode, right? When they said, well, it was zero. And Eric goes, you know what? It was zero all along. No, it wasn't. <laughs> you liar, <lying>. mm-hmm. <laughs> gaslighter. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, so there's a little of that. And I think that leads to a different environment, is all I'm getting at. Right where maybe it's not positive because your point now it is whoever has the bigger pockets we can bully others who don't right because we can afford lawyers and you can't but it's twenty twenty four baby like that's what I'm getting that. was like these two things were the lawsuit itself yeah, I don't I, think is that big uh, a deal
0: I, I see some of the things you're saying I I don't get this this thread you're pulling with NAR but I mean okay. the only thread I would say is that as as I said was maybe the because there's this blood in the water with the, the phrase antitrust or Sherman antitrust that they're in in this lawsuit, they're kind of taking advantage of that, you know, just on a surface, you say, this is antitrust. And like, everybody goes, Oh, you know, uh, that's not a good thing for me reading headlines of, of newspapers. uh, That does not, that's not a good thing, but who knows? I mean, I I hope, I hope all this gets resolved. I hope, uh, Cooler heads prevail. I hope. I hope that
1: it, it, this will settle. That
0: that that uh, that as a business, businesses can make their own decisions of who they want to work with. Um, and if that takes a little bit extra due diligence, then so be it. But um, uh, and a- again, it's just it's really it is really unfortunate because I see, you know, all all the people we know in the industry. It's not it's not a good mm-hmm. it's not a good thing here for. Somebody, um, number one to bully, uh, number two, uh, to see these, you know, some good people out there kind of be at odds with each other. And it's, it's a, it's not, not a good, not not a good situation at all. Yeah. I mean, uh, in my opinion, all this is, all of this is in my opinion.
1: (laughs) Are you going to Inman? Are you going to Inman New York?
0: I'm not going to Inman. uh, Not that I know of. I mean, there could be some last minute thing, but I've got to make a couple East coast trips Uh, already this month. So a a third one, I'm not, I'm not sure I'm going to be ready for. So we'll see what happens.
1: Because I, I I was genuinely curious. I mean, again, you and I both know every industry conference, Zillow has a party. Mm -hmm. They have an event. They have hospitality suites, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and in, in previous years, right? Like I know who I could expect to see there. Right. And a lot of them were MLS executives and, you know, MLS people. I'm genuinely curious what happens in New York. Whether that's Whether different. they show up.
0: I mean, I don't know. People people want a free drink or a free meal. I mean, I'm sure <laughs> I'll listen to you make your side of the story while I'm eating a ribeye. Sure. What yeah, the hell? right.
1: <laughs> plus, those relationships to go back a long ways. I mean, some of those
0: oh, individuals. Yeah, like I mean, again, care. like I said, I mean, what Scott and Mike built was amazing. I mean, Showing yeah. Time is, is an amazing story, right? I mean, yeah. Showing Time Plus. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Yeah.
1: All right. Let's leave it there for now. Um, Like I said, I'm saying this is a harbinger of 2024. You're saying it's not. I'm sure we'll have more things like this to talk about in uh, future episodes. But uh, great to be back on the air with you, sir. Um, And thanks, everybody, uh, for listening. And we will see you next time.
0: Listen, content is everything. Two Brothers Creative makes it look easy. Right now, business owners really only have two options. The first option is hire a big firm. Now, this big firm is going to come in, make you think that they invented all the algorithms and start charging you thousands of dollars every month. You don't want to do that. Second option is to do it yourself. Well, that means you got to learn SEO, SEM, copywriting, marketing techniques on the web. You should be really focusing on your own product. But now there's a third option. It's called Content in a Box. Give Two Brothers Creative 30 minutes a week and they'll handle everything. Plus, they'll show you how to bring it in-house later on. They'll rebuild your marketing foundation and give you tools and techniques and a new marketing playbook that'll actually produce real results and help you grow your business. Two Brothers Creative will give you the confidence and know-how to tell the SEOs and SEMs and all those other acronyms to get fucked. You're in control now. Get started today at thecontentbox.com.